0: Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. Uh, Before we go any farther, I just want to let people know that uh, next week, the 22nd, Pastor Radical and I will both be Uh, unable to record a podcast, so we'll be taking a break next week, uh, 22nd of November. There will be no podcast, but we'll be back the week after that for the 29th. So I'll make this announcement at the end of the podcast as well, but just want to let you know uh, there will be no podcast next weekend. This morning, excuse me, next week. Uh, This morning I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 through 24. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God the heavenly jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to god the judge of all to the spirits of men of just men made perfect to jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of abel so just kind of three brief verses here but there's a ton packed in here um, but just to kind of introduce it a little bit he the, the writer of the hebrews just before this is comparing uh, what we just read, to a different mountain, and that mountain would be uh, Mount Sinai. On Mount Sinai, God appeared to Moses and uh, was appeared in, in power and lightning and thunder and a cloud, and it was quite frightening. Moses even says, the writer says, Moses talked about how terrified he was to be in the presence of God in that way, and uh, uh, just how how... Terrifying the the judgment of God was um, there on Mount Sinai. If you if you touched the mountain, you were stoned to death, and you know, just uh, that's very represent very representative of the old covenant. And the old covenant is you keep God's law, and you need to keep the commandments. You need to be absolutely perfect, and of course we can't. And so the reaction to to God God's just reaction to our inability to keep the law is punishment, and that punishment comes. Uh, uh, from on high, from the Mount from Mount Zion. But the writer of the Hebrews says, but we're not stuck at that mountain any longer. God established a new covenant, a new mountain for us. So he says, you have come to Mount Zion. So maybe I'll ask you, Pastor, if you said you've studied that a little bit recently, um, what is Mount Mount Sinai? Were you familiar with giving of the law? What's Mount Zion? So Mount Zion, if you th- we're actually talking about this a little bit tonight with uh,
1: the Bible study. You have David's city, 1,000 BC, you have David's son Solomon who built the temple, which is ba- basically on Mount Zion. So you have David's city. It's in the lower, so southeastern eastern part of Jerusalem, uh, what it is today, the old city. And then as you go up, you can see the expansion of the kingdom kingdom to the north and to the west. And so Mount Zion would be where the temple was built by Solomon as he expanded his father's kingdom. And then it would, as the kings go on the kingdom would continue to expand as well. So Zion would be where the temple of Solomon was built on that that mount. It's not a huge area, but
0: it's it's a part of the higher highest part of Jerusalem. Okay. So that'd be the, the physical Mount Zion. And then the layer right of the Hebrews here, he uses that physical place. You know, Mount Zion is a physical place. Mount Zion's a physical place where the temple was. There's no temple there anymore. So how can he say that we have come to Mount Zion? What is he talking about here? I think He's pointing to the understanding that what the children of
1: Israel looked for, longed for, the temple, the tabernacle, Old Testament tabernacle, the temple, you have that idea of it's where you're dwelling with God. So it was the dwelling, it was the presence of the Lord. You have, we talked about this not too long ago in one of our podcasts, where you have the, the pillar of fire and the pillar of smoke, and you have this presence of the Lord. So ultimately what the writer of Hebrews is saying, that was great. We can look forward to that. But like you mentioned before, we have something better in Christ. We have something far superior that we're looking forward to. And it's an eternal life in the city of God, in the new Jerusalem, in the heavenly kingdom. Uh, not not here on this earth before Judgment Day, but post-Judgment Day with the Lord forever in heaven because of what Christ has done.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a kind of the neat idea that he... he... Speaks of is in the gospel, right? The old covenant was the law, keep the law. The new tech, new covenant is the gospel, and in the in the gospel, we have come to this place already. You know, we we talk sometimes. You know, Jesus said in John eleven, "He who lives and believes me shall never die." You know, and so we can talk. We we can talk about our eternal life has already begun in Christ Jesus. We are already uh, we are already experiencing our eternal life. Yes, we're still temporarily here on this earth, but. Life forever is ours. We will never die in Christ. And so you can say, yes, you know, you have come to the Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, the innumerable company of angels. We're not experiencing all those things uh, in an earthly sense right now, but on the last day, uh, we will. And that's, that's you know, and, and we, we are really, uh, in, in essence, you know, Paul, uh, Paul talks about how those whom God called, he also has glorified, you know, that in that past sense, God has already accomplished salvation for us. Um, through that, so and that, and here's the beautiful thing, you know. We talk about the the judge, of, the God being the judge at Mount at Mount Sinai. It's not like God has changed who He is, you know. And that's what the writer of the Hebrews says as well. You've come to God, the judge of all. He's still the judge of all. He's still the the one who decides. You know, you go to heaven because you're righteous, or you go to hell because you're unrighteous. The only difference is, what does it say in verse 23? To the spirits of just men made perfect. You know, you can see that we're just and think, well, those guys must be the good guys or whatever. But it says they need to be made perfect, right? And that's, that's the Christian. We are made perfect in Christ Jesus because of what Jesus has done in washing away our sins through his blood, in crediting us with his righteousness, now we are made perfect in him. And that's why God can justly, as a fair and just judge, declare us not guilty, declare us righteous for Jesus' sake because of the work of Jesus. And that's where it comes to, again, in verse 24, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Um, so maybe I'll ask ask you a question. What is that, that word mediator? What does it mean that he mediates the new covenant to us?
1: Uh, Paul kind of explains that too in First Timothy 2. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So he's the one who, he's the reconciler. He's the one who makes peace between us and God. We're just talking, you're doing the chapel series and you've been talking about P, it's peace. We were at war with God and now we have peace with God through Christ, the one who's reconciled us, who's brought uh, a peaceful relationship to one that was hostile before. Because we know the sinful mind is hostile hostile God. So Christ is the only one who could bridge that gap between man and our God, our perfect God and our sinful man. And so that new covenant is what Christ is fulfilled in the keeping of the law dying on the cross for our sins. And as the mediator of the new covenant is that he is the one who's going to make all this happen in his second coming, through to bring us to our
0: heavenly home. Mm-hmm. Yep, excellent. So Moses is the bringer of the old covenant; Jesus is the bringer of the new covenant. John talks about that. Uh, how you know Moses brought, you know t- taught us about God, but Jesus is the one who brings us grace and truth. And uh, we need we definitely need that new covenant because the old covenant is insufficient to save us. And that's the writer of the Hebrews' whole point here is that the new covenant in Christ's blood, and that's where he concludes verse twenty four. To the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. You know, the sprinkling of the blood on the mercy seat of God was something that took place every year at the Day of Atonement when uh, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle blood on the altar. And and that's what Jesus really came to do, to be the high priest for us um, who sacrificed himself, who went into the true Holy of Holies in heaven with the Lord and offered up his own life as a sacrifice, his own blood, um, as a sacrifice for all people, all the sins of all people of all time. And that's why you can say the sprinkling is better things than that of Abel. You know, Abel's the first uh, human bloodshed that we know of in Holy Scripture. Um, and his blood cried out for vengeance. Um, Jesus' blood cries out for forgiveness because of his blood. And so that's the better speaking than the blood of Abel. Abel's blood cried for vengeance. But uh, Jesus' blood calls for forgiveness and pardon and peace with God. So really just, I mean, three verses packed, full of meaning. We could have spent a lot more time on a couple other details there. But uh, really a beautiful section pointing to the fact that the new covenant is better. And because of that new covenant, we can now approach our Heavenly Father. We can come to the heavenly Jerusalem. We can come to God, the judge of all. We can come to Jesus, the mediator, uh, because we have access to him now through the blood of Christ. Any closing thoughts? Let's pray.
1: Dear Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for all that you've done for us, for what our Heavenly Father has done in sacrificing you in place of our sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can wash and cleanse our stain of sin. So we give you thanks and praise as we approach Thanksgiving for what you have done for us, by giving us that eternal home in heaven with you and all believers, that great assembly that we're so thankful for. Lord, it was their declaration on Mount Zion of what your covenant promises mean to all people, and we're grateful to be a part of your family because of what you've done for us. Thank you for sprinkling us with your blood and showing us that mercy once again this morning. Be with us, bless us, and strengthen us in this peace that truly passes our understanding. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: All right, so we got a couple of weekly updates and reminders for you. Our online midweek Bible class continues this evening. Uh, Pastor Radical will be leading us in a study of Jerusalem, and be looking specifically at the Pool of Siloam. Uh, I want to remind everybody those handrails in the front entry are being powder-coated right now, um, so if you need those handrails to get in the front of church, please note that they are not there currently. Uh, we are getting them repainted uh, so they can last longer. This coming weekend, the Emanuel Lutheran School Drama Club is putting on a play called The Day the Internet Died. Uh, There's a show Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon. Friday night is the dinner theater, uh, so you needed to have registered already for that, but you can still come, whether it be Saturday night at 7.30 or uh, Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. You can come to either one of those productions. They're free uh, with a free will offering to help offset the cost of the production. We learned last Sunday that Pastor Luke Bernthal has returned the call to come and serve as one of our pastors here at Emanuel. So uh, this coming Monday, our president, Mr. Jason Dick, called a voters meeting uh, in order to address that call. Uh, So please voters plan on coming at 7 p.m. on Monday, November 20th at 7 p.m. in order to extend another call. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up next week, as mentioned earlier. Uh, Wednesday night we will have a Thanksgiving service, and we'll have the same service Thanksgiving Day at 10 a.m., so 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving Eve and then 10 a.m. Thanksgiving Day. Same service. Uh, You're welcome to attend either one. But also please note that Wednesday evening following the Thanksgiving service uh, we will be having our pie palooza, so uh, that'll be around seven o'clock. Um, if you come to that church that night, you are welcome to stick around. If you're not going to church that night, but coming the next day instead, you're still welcome to come. Uh, so it's about around seven o'clock, Thanksgiving Eve for the pie palooza, and then uh, coming up a little bit after, the, uh, two weeks after that, our Advent services begin uh, December sixth. Uh, we'll be having a two p.m. and a six p.m. service for that those Advent uh, midweek Wednesday services. As far as our prayer list for today, uh, what we keep in our prayers are cancer patients, uh, Carrie Dale, Pastor John Hine, Will Rucker, uh, who's receiving his last round of uh, immunotherapy treatments uh, this week, I believe, uh, Marlene Hanel, uh, Kate Zowers, and Jim Leon, all of whom are dealing with cancer. And also on hospice care, we keep in our prayers Harold Woolley and Jesse Cornish. Our hymn of the day today is Hymn 618, from the Red Hymnal, Jerusalem, my happy home, name ever dear to me. When shall my labors have an end? Thy joys, when shall I see? When shall these eyes thy heaven-built walls and pearly gates behold? Thy bulwarks with salvation strong and streets of shining gold. O when thou, city of my God, shall I thy courts ascend? where evermore the angels sing, where Sabbaths have no end. Apostles, martyrs, prophets there around my Savior stand, and soon my friends in Christ below will join the glorious band. Jerusalem, my happy home, when shall I come to thee? When shall my labors have an end? Thy joys, when shall I see? O Christ, do thou my soul prepare for that bright home of love, that I may see thee and adore with all thy saints above. Amen.